You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. We're just eight weeks away from fall camp. Lots of recruiting news out there. And boy, why do I feel like we're going to talk about future schedules today? We are definitely going to talk about future schedules. In fact, that's where I want to start. That may take up the whole podcast. I'll be honest with you. Future schedules to me are like crack. I love them. Um, Always a favorite subject of yours. But uh, so first of all, Alabama announced two days ago um, that they are going to play a home-and-home with Oklahoma State, which is cool, Um, and I like it, and we'll talk about that in a second. And then they announced today or yesterday or whatever, it doesn't make a shit, that they're going to do a home-and-home with Boston College, which I love. I mean, I've been dying to do this for some time. Now, you let's start with Boston College. The reason I'm so enamored with playing Boston College is just – to be able to go to that area, um, go up to the Boston area, um, there are more colleges in that little uh, community than than like anywhere else in the country per capita or some whatever way you uh, quantify it. And it's just going to be a very cool uh, thing to do. Now, I don't think we play them there until like 2031, so we got a little bit of time. Um, you can go ahead and, you know, get – you're on your Marriott points and try and build them up. Um, but I think it's going to be really cool and a fun game and one that I always wanted to schedule. Washington and Boston College are two places I've always wanted to go to play a football game. Fascinating. I bet, yeah. So I thought those would be cool. So what do you think about Boston College? Well, um, I think it's a good – I mean, you know, obviously it's a power five. You know, obviously a power five deal. Um you know, so I think that's probably in our best interest is uh, scheduling power five opponents only, obviously. And, and that's what you would do, you know, this late in the future. It's not like we're going to announce that we're going to play Middle Tennessee State in 2030. But uh, in terms of Boston College, I really have a question more than a comment. And that's this. Uh, what's your guess? Do you think we're going to play that game at Chestnut Hill on their campus? Or do you think we're going to play this game in the Patriots Stadium? I would bet Chestnut Hill, but and I hope Chestnut Hill. To be frank with you, um, I, I would rather it be Chestnut Hill just to be on campus. Um, if we play at the Patriots State. Stadium, I won't be surprised if there's more Alabama fans there than Boston College fans. No, I agree, um, and that's another reason. Frankly, I want to uh, want to do it in Chestnut Hill. I, I don't necessarily want there to be more Alabama fans there. Um, I'd rather play it in Chestnut Hill too. I really would. You know, I mean, in me, terms of like, to me, I like the campuses. And now the NFL stadium is cool because it makes it such a big game feel to it. But I want to see Boston College and I want to see Boston College's stadium more than I'd want to see where the Patriots play. That's just me. I mean, I know this isn't true and this is so cynical of me, Luke, uh, to say, but other than a storied place like Lambeau Field, I think if you've seen where the Cardinals play, 
then you've seen where the Dolphins and the Falcons yep. and the Panthers and the Patriots and the, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, there there are going to be some unique spots like Lambeau Field. So I'm not saying for all 32, but I'm just, I, I'm just a college football fan. I want to see where Boston College plays yep. their football games, and I want to see their campus. And as we're slowly, slowly, well, not even slowly anymore, quickly moving towards being uh, the NFL light because yep. we're going to have an expanded playoff and free agency, and uh, we're paying players for endorsements and paying players, period, and all that. Um, then uh, I, I think that, unfortunately, I'm afraid we're eventually going to lose the allure of some of the stadiums, which frankly was awesome to me. I love going to um, – I love Bryant-Denny Stadium, don't get me wrong, and it's it's delicious. But when I go to Kentucky, okay, and I get to go to Commonwealth Stadium, I mean, I've been there, what, two or three times. It's kind of dumpy. But I I dig it for being dumpy. It's not terrible, but it's it's fine. It's a far cry from Bryant Denny, but I I'm, I dig it. It it makes it feel like a college stadium. Bryant Denny at times can feel like a professional stadium. Now that has helped us in recruiting and helped us win, and I'm I'm for it. But I'm I, I sort of like dumpy occasionally. I mean, it's funny because Mississippi State at one time, you know, had the biggest jumbotron in America or whatever. Um, and even though they did it sort of, they did it sort of rednecky, right? I mean, they put up this giant jumbotron that looks like an old school TV that has a huge back to it, and now everybody's got these flat screens. <laughs> um, and so Mississippi State's kind of behind the time. I mean, all that's missing is some rabbit ears coming out of the top of it. But now I, I kind of like that it feels like okay, yeah, that seems very Mississippi State. I don't want Mississippi State to get all flat screeny. I mean, let them be what they are. That's fine. Um, and, you know, I, I again, I, I think there's um, a down-home feel to it that I miss at the NFL stadiums. And I've been to a lot of the NFL stadiums because I've been to see Alabama play for several national championships. I went uh, to this last national championship, and it was uh, rather what do you, antiseptic, I think is what I call the NFL sometimes. It's so clean and so perfect. That you're like, yeah, aren't 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 I supposed to find a hair in my hot dog? I mean, you know, like in in, in Seinfeld, they remember how they liked when they know Paco was cooking because they always found a rubber band in the soup. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. No, to me, those NFL state. I mean, I've enjoyed the the Phoenix and Miami and New Orleans and and it's all it it's all has its different feel a little bit. And I enjoy seeing the logos and the jerseys and, the, oh, it's cool, the Saints play here. But uh, to, to me, it, it's all very similar. Whereas when you go to co- – like you said, you go to college campuses and it's dramatically different from one place to another. Uh, and, 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 again, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, I mean, if for, for, for those of you we're talking to that, that haven't been out there and haven't been to a game there, uh, it's such a unique experience because – outside the stadium it is the most beautiful scenery you'll ever see around any college football game or stadium in the world the scenery outside is unbelievable and then you go into the rose bowl and you're like i think they made this in 1906 and have yet to refurbish it at all (laughs) i mean it's it's almost i mean i dare say it's almost legion field in there the the tunnels to get in the stadium make you feel 
claustrophobic in the sense that you're yep. like, I'm going to need Liam Neeson to come and save me from when this caves in. You know who I met in the tunnel there? Uh, you know who I met in the tunnel? A guy that's been lost since 1963? <laughs> no, like a guy that was probably born in 1906. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's just as soon as you said the tunnel in the Rose Bowl, I'm like, yeah, I met uh, Senator Richard Shelby. Hey, I did. And I, I was, yeah, at the Rose Bowl in 09. And we were walking through the tunnel together and I look up and I'm like, Senator Shelby, he couldn't have been, he was nice to me, even, even took a picture. I mean, he was a nice he, guy. He said, Jimmy Stein. <laughs> he's like, he's locked on Bama. <laughs> you like, roster countdown that? guy. Um, roster countdown guy. All right, Jimmy, uh, let me take a moment here and tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in, folks. Look, you like betting on Major League Baseball? Of course you do. You like betting on NBA playoffs? Of course you do. Hockey, golf, tennis, whatever. Reality TV. You like reality TV? Bet on it at betonline.ag. Go there now. Use promo code Locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. It's like free money. Hey, we have extra money here. We'd like to give some of it to you. Oh, okay. I'll take it and bet with it and then triple it up and then take all that money and run with it. That's how you should approach this. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on poker, blackjack, roulette. You can bet on all these cool things at betonline.ag. It's a great way to spend a weekend, frankly. I mean, it's much better than being with your family. Am I right? Am I right? You know I'm right. Go to betonline.ag, promo code locked on. After that, go to rockauto.com. When you win all your money at betonline.ag, go to rockauto.com, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. Look, go there, pick out the parts you need for the car that you have or the car you want to buy, but you know it's missing a tailpipe or whatever. Go to rockauto.com, get that part at rock bottom prices, prices that cannot be beat anywhere. You go to that big box store and they're like, yeah, I can order that. It'll be here, you know, Thursday week and this, you know, $400. You're like, wow, let me just go home and check rockauto.com. Oh, it's only $40. Oh, and it'll be here tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to do that. That's what you should do. Go to rockauto.com. So much better. Website, super easy to navigate. No frills, no gimmicks. Just go there and save a ton of money at rockauto.com. Jimmy, the other team that we scheduled, Oklahoma State. Um, T. Boone Pickens is dead, right? I believe news of his death is not exaggerated. Okay. Well, you know, we play a game on Sports Plus Live every Tuesday called Alive or Dead. It's very very insulting, but it's also very fun. And, uh, gosh, I'd probably be terrible at it these days. Oh, I'm, I mean, I, it's crazy how bad I am at this. I mean, people that I just know are dead are really Very alive. Much alive. And people that, I'm, people that I think cannot be dead are dead as hammers. But regardless, <laughs> um, so if T. Boone Pickens were on there, I would say dead, and I think I'd be dead. right. I think, yeah, I'm almost positive he's dead. Um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, regardless, t- Oklahoma State got a bunch of his money, and so they have a good, you know, they have a good little setup in there in Stillwater. I'm fine going to Oklahoma State. There are probably some Alabama fans who say Boston College and Oklahoma State are a little beneath us. I don't buy that at all. Look, first of all, okay, yeah, they they are they don't have the prestige we do. I mean, that's irrefutable. Yeah. But but 
you we can't play Ohio State every year in the regular season or Michigan every year in the regular season. And we've already signed up Notre Dame and Ohio State. So let's I mean, let's branch out a little bit. I'm yeah. cool. I, I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's fun to play schools like Boston College and Oklahoma State. Not every series has to be Penn State and USC and Michigan. Right. I mean, to some extent, we sort of know those programs so well. I think it's cool and fun to mix it up and, and just almost stick your hand in the fishbowl and pull a school out. I mean, to me, I mean, let's play. Let's don't play Michigan again and again. How about Purdue? And, I, and I'm not trying to make the schedule lighter. I'm trying to see more things and experience more things and learn about more things and, and not just play the same teams year after year, especially like somebody mentioned something today about a home and home with Clemson and Aaron Suttles. I guess you would say he reported, he made a joke, but it's clear from Aaron Suttles tweet that Alabama has approached Clemson about neutral site games in Atlanta in the past. And Clemson has said, no, uh, it's clear from reading Aaron's tweets that's happened, but we play Clemson all the time. Play someone else from the ACC that we don't play. How about Wake Forest? Let's play them. You know, and we don't have to go all Steve Sloan and play the damn raging Cajuns at their home. We no. don't have to do that dumb shit. No. But we, you know, we don't have to do that. But if we it's can Power do- Five. There's nothing wrong with playing any any Power Five program on the road. But Group of Five, what are we doing? No, okay. Here's the deal. For if if I would do a Cincinnati neutral site, okay, uh, I would do- based on where they are as a program, that would be fair. Right now, I mean, it would have to be like next year. Now, yeah, Cincinnati, you know, Boise. I'm talking about the short list. No, I think Boise, Boise. Boise is shot shot their wide. They mm-hmm. that is that that they're, is gone. They're not as good as they once were, but I'm willing to admit if they've made a good. Who who did they hire when Potato Gus left? Andy Avalos, right? Hi, Andy Avalos. Excellent call. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be. That was a good hire. I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Boise's the best group of five team again soon. Cincinnati okay. is right now, no question. And I, but Cincinnati, okay, mate, you've got Boise and Cincinnati, that's fine. Cincinnati's probably the only one I would do right mm-hmm. this minute. Um, I would, I would list, I would probably put UCF over Boise State, although I enjoy pissing UCF off now because they feel like they got screwed in 17 or whatever. But, um, Regardless, going back to Oklahoma State, like you said, I I don't know that I would say any Power Five home and home works, but I would say this: that eighty percent of each conferences in the Power Five, each of the would would work for me. Meaning, I, I don't I don't think we should do. But you know, would I do Kansas State? Mm, that's that's if if we signed them up, I'd be like, okay, I kind of get it. Um, but, uh, let, th- think about the big 10. Would, uh, would I do Rutgers? Actually, Rutgers actually doesn't kill me because it's in New Jersey and we've recruited Jersey dudes. Um, who's a bad team in the big 10? Give me one. Uh, let's say Illinois is really bad right now. Yeah, but boy, I'll tell you, I could almost make the case for There's probably not one in the, in the big 10. I would turn down Illinois, the well, Chicago area. Those are, um, you know, yeah, the, they're, they're, uh, iconic schools they don't have to be iconic football programs and as much as you know we're talking about oklahoma state earlier i know oklahoma state football is not oklahoma sooners and it's not alabama georgia lsu or florida 
But Oklahoma State. Reverse Kitcher, Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is what makes it cool. I mean, Oklahoma State has world-class golf. I mean, the national golf championships are there. They have a great softball team. Their basketball team is really good most years. Their baseball team is good. Um, Stillwater is nationally known. It's a nationally known uh, university. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it doesn't always have to be football blue bloods to get me interested in playing them. And in fact, I kind of like what we're doing here because I, I think eventually the, my hope is we kind of move to the, the power five breaking away and maybe with a couple of extras and doing their own thing, because I would much rather do that than have. Hey, I thought of uh, two of group. I thought of two group of five places you would probably like to play a game at though. And we've talked about it before. Hawaii. Well, that's not bad. Good, good call. And we've done that, but good call. Now I was thinking uh, Annapolis and West Point. Oh, uh, I said that. Okay, look, th- those go beyond the shadow of a doubt. I've said for years, schedule one of those two, play them at their place one time. The goodwill you gain from that is immeasurable. Immeasurable. Yeah, that's right. a tough matchup. I mean, we're going to win the games, but at what cost? You know, it, it's a it's a tough preparation. And uh, was it Army that? came within a whisker of beating Oklahoma in the last year or two. Yeah, they went to overtime, didn't they? I think that's right. I mean, I know it was it was a one-play, decided-the-game game. And Now, I know this was a long time ago, but in 88, I think it was, Derek Thomas had to block a field goal for Alabama to beat Army. That's right. That's right. We're a different Alabama then, although we're still good. I mean, we had Derek Thomas. We had, we Derek, had Thomas Derek Thomas. I mean, we had Derek Thomas. I mean, good Lord. I mean, he, he, he could have played for Nick Saban, people. I assure you, Seriously. we could have played for Nick Saban. We, we always had players back then, individual players, that were as good as the ones we got now. The problem is, back then we had like six or eight. Now we've got like 50. See, serious question. Has Alabama had a defender under Saban better than Derek Thomas? And my answer would be no. No. I mean, off the top of my head, the answer is no. And isn't um, that crazy? Isn't that it's, kind of it's nuts? hard to believe. Well, I mean, think about this, Jimmy. I would argue. Now, I know people may put Antonio Langham up there, and I, I get that too. I would say, okay, post Bryant, the best defender. Oh, boy, you might have to go Derek Thomason, Cornelius Bennett, right? Cornelius but, Bennett, yeah. Okay, the best defenders. The first two may be Thomas and Bennett. Then after that, the next fifty are all from Saban. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat somewhat true, somewhat true. true. Hey, you know what? (laughs) This is just, it's, I can be, I can be the, the, the fans that, that get under my skin. I can be that guy too. And and by that, I mean, you know what my answer to maybe the best Saban defender, Will Anderson, which sounds like something a fan would say, but I, I, I believe it. You know what I mean? I believe Will Anderson is that good. I think he might be the number one pick in the draft in two years. Jeez. Yeah, but, all right, that's what me. I think. But it's such a fan thing to say, oh, the best. You know, and we have, I always say, well, the number one rule of being a fan is the best player is the one we haven't seen. Well, we've seen Will, and that's kind of my point. I've seen him. Yeah, I think he's that good. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Lucy. Lucy is uh, nicotine. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded in Cal, by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck, because we know they suck usually. Look, 
This has been researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not for patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine. It comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors too, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be joined anywhere, on flights, work, on the go, even in the gym, wherever you want to go. So it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug the vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges, people. It's the real deal. Go to lucy.co. Lucy.co. Use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at lucy.co, and you will get a discount there of 20%. That is a big deal. Lucy.co. Look, I'm telling you that you're gonna. this is going to help you. Go to lucy.co, promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Promo code locked on college. Get rid of the cigarettes, people. They they, they they smell bad. They're not good for you. You don't need them. You get rid of that dip. What are you doing? Go get some Lucy lozenges. This will help. Go to lucy.co. Lucy.co, promo code locked on college. All right, Jimmy, to wrap up really quickly here, just a couple of quick recruiting thoughts from you, and then uh, we'll sign off. Well, it's moving at like 100 miles an hour. I, I, I think we're, we're probably just about to a flurry of commitments. And again, I want to preach patience a little bit here about that. I know it's fun. Every time we get a commitment, we get excited and we add them to the list and it's fun. And just about every single kid we get is worthy of a, of a parade. That's true. But, but we're over 85 right now. We, we somehow have 30 signed in the last class. The last thing we need is a flurry of names. What we need to do is add smartly. And I'm, while I'm not a fan of the transfer portal, I'm a fan of beating everyone over the head with it. I am a fan of that. You take a kid out of the portal, he's an initial counter. I know when we start talking stuff like that at that level, people tune us out and people don't care about the rules and it's complicated and they don't wanna learn it all. They just wanna know that each kid we're getting is awesome. What I mean is when you take a kid out of the portal, even if he's a senior, he counts as a new signee. You can only have 25 a year, and sometimes you can back count, and sometimes somehow, some way, get to 27 or even 28. But that's it. That's all you get. So I'm just saying I want a flurry of commitments too. But for the first time ever, I think it would be great if we stayed under the limit by two or three. So when portal season comes around, which is basically now January, when portal season hits, I want to have spots. I want to have spots because I think we can do things like just go pluck the best players off, off other teams' rosters, proven players. We don't need to worry about – I mean, Derek Stingley, uh, you know, who's the best corner in this class? Maybe Earl Little from South Florida or Denver Harris from, from Dallas. Okay, they're the best cornerback prospects. Who would I rather have, them or Derek Stingley? Well, I'll take Stingley, and this is why. I know he's good. I know he's good. There's zero chance he's a bust. I've seen him play against college players at a first-team All-SEC level. That's what's be beautiful about the portal. You're, you're removing all the variables in the projection of whether the kid's going to be good or not. You know exactly what he is. So... I know we all want a flurry of commitments. I want them too. I'd like to add some big time kids. And of course we got room for, for a few right now because we can, we can add up to 25 or more new guys and we, we're at seven right now. 
I'm just saying, I would like to sign, you know, no more than 22 and just save room for three guys we can pluck out of the portal. That, that's me. Now, I don't know. Nick Nick has better math skills than me, and he, he might sign 34 guys and then still pluck six guys out of the portal, leaving me scratching my head going, how the hell are we doing this? But anyway, that's just my – yeah, I think we're going to be getting a commitment. Um, I, I don't know this. If I knew this as inside information, Luke, I would not share it with our audience because I know it frustrates you all, but when I do have inside scoop, I really want to share it because I'd rather – not burn bridges and things that I'm told. <laughs> if I knew this was inside scoop, I wouldn't tell you. So this is a guess on my part. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a commitment in the coming days from Barry and Browning, a wide receiver from Tennessee, who isn't ranked super high, but is a Bama bump guy because he's much better than where he's ranked. He, he's just legit much better. And if he doesn't sign with Alabama and signs with Tennessee, I would tell you the exact same thing. That Tennessee's not getting the 240th best player in the country. They're getting like the 60th best player in the country. He's that good. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of him. He's real skinny, but uh, so was Devontae. And uh, I think there's some similarities there between him and Devontae. Uh, but Barry and Browning is a guy I'm kind of looking at in terms of the next few days. Uh, he could pop for he could pop for Bama. That's a guess, but it's a good guess. I like how you said if I know. Something for a fact, I will not tell it to you. But if I'm, if I have an idea of something that could or could not happen, sure, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> well, that's because no one told me. No one, no one close to the program has told me that Barry and Browning committed to Alabama. So no one's told me. So I'm free to say that because that's what I believe is going to happen. Uh, now, if someone said, "Hey, Jimmy, uh, guess what? Uh, Browning committed, and it's going to come out this week," then I wouldn't say that on the show. Unless that person that told me said, yeah, you can go ahead and tell the world. But that's not why you're told things. Okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I just like the way you operate, I guess. I mean. Well, I'll guess. Hey, this you know why? Because I'm not afraid to be wrong. I mean, if Browning doesn't commit to Alabama and pick somewhere else and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'll be wrong again. You're almost <laughs> – you're almost inviting yourself to be wrong, which is so great. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, hey, uh, that's one thing I accepted about years ago, but even before Locked on Bama, when I decided, you know, or just became a person that people read on the internet. And one of the things I decided, to, or I told myself is, hey, if you're going to like predict where kids are going to sign and project how good people are going to be at the next level, and you want to share those opinions with people who, who are going to read it, then be prepared to be criticized. And be prepared to be wrong and be prepared to be wrong. Because if Nick Saban can be wrong about it, and he is sometimes, then I can be wrong about it. And so it doesn't bother me that I'm wrong. And uh, it does because it's just the nature. It's the nature of what I do. I think a weatherman, you know, a, a weatherman is wrong sometimes. And, and they know that, you know, when they get in the business, so I'm going to be wrong and people are going to be really mad at me, but I want to do this job. All right, buddy. That'll do it for this podcast. We will be back tomorrow, and I think tomorrow we're going to continue your roster countdown. So everybody, oh, get ready for that juicy. Good too. Podcast. It's good too. The ones on the lightest three I did: Brockermeyer, McLaughlin, and Emil Ekior. Uh, I think there were some amazing insights on there from that locked on Bama guy. Yeah, I like how you propped up yourself. You <laughs> no inside scoop. Though. There was no inside scoop. There was. There will not be inside scoop. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.